cliffcentral.com Yes yes pom 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 you know, you know, you, you know. I must give something away about you. What are you going to give away about? Because me? you've got um, a Zulu partner now. You must understand oh, this music. No, you must understand no, this no, music. No, you no, see. No, no, no. Boom. What's your problem? Boom. Boom. What's your problem? What's your problem? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Boom is important. You're it's my Zulu German. partner. You're my Zulu partner. I am your Zulu partner. Yeah, you so boom is important. So those of you that don't know, over the holidays, Andrew uh, went through the rites of passage and is now. Zulu and I've yeah I'm perfectly Zulu now I'm, I'm back I'm back <laughs> Simon and Noge, welcome back it is frankly speaking for one hour we are back yes we're a bit delayed hey slightly slightly I mean people are like happy new year yeah yeah we're we needed now, to let yeah. the scars heal on you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying right now? Hey, <laughs> I don't go to the mouth. I'm not close no. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Welcome back to the show. It's one hour of talking the hot potato topics of uh, the day, the year, the week. It's all happening. It's Rory Sangshabalala and myself, Andrew Levy. And today we are talking... We've actually had a bit of an interesting week trying to get this topic together. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's quite it's quite interesting. We we look at what's happening in the South African uh, political environment. We look at what's happening in the global political environment. And I don't know about you, but the past couple of weeks have been quite weird because for for a moment I found myself forgetting about what's happening in mm, South Africa, mm, totally mm. obsessed and yeah. depressed by what's happening globally, particularly yeah. in the United States. Um, and so we thought, you know what? Who cares about what's happening in the United States? Let's bring it back home. Let's mm. see what we can learn from what's happening in the global arena. Well, you know, when Brian Malefe becomes Minister of Finance in the cabinet reshuffle, I suppose we've got to get back to reality here, you know? Yeah, well, uh, hey, that's depressing. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> but uh, he seems it seems like he'd be a lot smarter than some of the cabinet picks uh, that Trump has been oh nominating. We've, we've seen all sorts of uh, people go up... Um, who blame, who, who suggest that we should carry guns in schools because uh, bears might attack us. Um, it's been, it's been, it's been just amazing to watch the United States. Yeah. They obviously don't know that bears really cares about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been an incredible, uh, opening to the, to the beginning of the year 2016. I think one of the other interesting things is we've, uh, we passed the mark of a hundred days in, uh, in the local government space um, for the DA in uh, its different parts, Nelson Mandela Bay, Johannesburg, and Tswane. Um, and now we need to get to grips with what's happening after that. You know, it's so nice when you can just say, yo, we're fixing things. I feel like, I feel like Herman Mashaba is saying, make Johannesburg great again, you know? I think he is, actually. It's been, uh, he seems to speak a lot about returning Joburg to its glory days. Uh, um, clean cities. Um, you've got uh, a bustling economy, and 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 he seems to feel like you know we do need to take, we do need to make Johannesburg great again, mm-hmm. and um, and that obviously got us thinking. So what is our topic today? Frankly speaking, it's Donald Trump and Herman Mashaba, different sides of the same coin. <laughs> 
Hey, they're both they're they're both businessmen oh turned politicians. God. The DA are gonna be phoning us, you know. They're, they're both tweeting no, us, they're but they're both they're us. both business oh they're but they're both business people turned politicians. They both don't like outsiders. Um the one has just uh, signed an executive order uh, banning all sorts of people from all sorts of countries. Mm-hmm. The other almost first day in office um uh, had a few things to say about foreigners. Um so you know that we we're seeing some interesting parallels here and it it was just worth saying you know we are seeing this play itself out in the United States Uh, do we have a similar situation here but obviously then just speaking more seriously as well around uh, some of the progress that's been made in this 100 days um, their 10 point plan that they have and um, just understanding is it meant to be business friendly or is it people friendly is it poor friendly is it EFF friendly who exactly is it trying to serve so I think there's there is a useful conversation to be had here and we might look at the United States and uh, throw our hands up in disbelief and disgust but uh, let's have a moment again to look in the mirror and say uh, what are we seeing here where are the where are the similarities where are the differences and uh, how are we doing I shudder to say this but uh, we've now got a WhatsApp line so that you can complain about Why what are you shuddering? About because I'm scared these DA followers are going to come at us hard. 0798492090 or you can give your opinion on that also you can hit us up on Twitter at Rory Shabalala and at Yebo underscore Levy. Um we've got Tony Taverna Tourism, Director of Communications at the Office of the Executive Mayor City of Johannesburg. Jeepers, if you thought his surname was long, his title's even longer for heaven's sakes. Flapping out. So we'll be speaking to him. We'll also get a local commentator, Justice Malala. He'll be in as well. Um, and I'm sure he'll have a few things to say about our friend Herman as well, you know? It should be, it should be quite interesting. What are your thoughts? I mean, let's just look at the 100-day discussion. He, they released a report before we get Tony online here. They released a report and said uh, they came out with a whole bunch of issues talking about the Mel administration in the Johannesburg local government and how billions have been wasted on certain things. Isn't that just an easy way out? I mean, there's one thing to say, Rory, we must clean up our house before we can even start refurbishing it. The mm. other thing is to say, what have you done since since then? Well, I don't, I'd, I'm not as harsh on them about that because if you do think about it, what he was saying in that speech is that, um, we've got a mountain to climb and uh, if you're going to judge us, just judge us by the fact that if you aren't seeing anything on the surface, we're still trying to dig ourselves out of the big hole mm. that was left by previous administrations. Um, I think the, the, the big test is going to be whether that continues to be a thing, uh, a year from now, two years mm. from now, where you're still blaming the, the, the old administration. Um, Sounds very much like some other politicians we know. Yeah, and and how they continue to blame apartheid, uh, you know. So so there's a big there's a big thing there about. Okay, fine, we get it. That's that. We'll let you. We'll let you. We'll let you have it for the first speech. Mm. Um, but uh, I think as time goes on, we, we want to hear progress. And I think uh, as politicians are wont to do, um, uh, uh, you've got you've got our, our guy there, Trump, who makes up a lot of things. And uh, it might be interesting to to. Ask, uh, t- to ask uh, Herman Mashabo at least uh, to find out about Herman Mashabo's 10 point plan and how much of that stuff is real and how much of that stuff is, uh, is, 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 is just fact. Yeah, you know, both of them want to build. One wants to build a wall and the other wants to build up the inner city. Mm. I'm telling you, man, these guys, Tony, different sides of the same coin. Tony, can you hear us, Tony? Hi there, Andrew. Good morning. How are you doing? 
Very well, thank you for You can hear us correctly, right? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, we're perfect. Right, so so Rory Sang Shabalala says Herman Mashaba could be exactly the same as Donald Trump. I mean, let's start there, shall we? Yeah, no, look, I think that's, I think that's a bit of a ridiculous comparison, and I know that most of the um, people that are opposed to Herman Mashaba are currently making those those analogies. Most recently, Samuel, after the mayor, announcing that he wants to reintegrate the municipal owned entity. Um, the, I think that there could be nothing further from the truth. And specifically, I know that the, the comments were made about um, comments on foreigners, but it was made clear as well that the man never made comments about foreigners as a whole. He spoke specifically about illegal immigrants in the inner city and the problems that that was adding to law enforcement. And there's been many cases showing the examples of that. Um, the mayor stated on unification, he welcomes foreigners from all parts of the world into the city. He asks only that they come here legally. He also recognizes the human rights abuses that many people are facing in our neighboring countries specifically. And those people that are legal, that are lawfully and um, without any bad intention looking for asylum and refugee status within our city. Um, and our country, but it's vital that Home Affairs is able to ensure that there's proper processing of these individuals so that they are not taken advantage of by slum laws and drug traffickers that often do take advantage of their class. Tony, um, you are, you are, you, um, if you don't mind us saying, you're about 28, is it? Yes, that's correct. That's fascinating. I think we need to give the DA a round of applause. They seem to create uh, platforms and opportunities for young people. You've got the youngest uh, executive mayor up at Midval and so on. Just uh, let's let's get off the political pedestal for a bit. Let's talk as 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 just uh, young guys. How does it feel, man? You are. 28 and you are deep in the workings of, uh, of, of, of an entire city. How, how in the world does a guy like you get there? What, what must other 20-year-olds uh, do to, to get into your position um, at 28? And heck, what are you going to be doing at 50 if this is what you're doing at 28? <laughs> uh, Rory, thank you. Um, no, look, I've, I've always had a, a deep passion for the work that I'm doing. Um, I've, I've worked for a number of years in different entities, and I suppose it's just putting that hard work and dedication and commitment. Um, my own background is that I'm a, I'm a qualified lawyer. I worked in corporate law for a while. I then went to go work in the NGO sector before going to work in Parliament. Um, so I've been in a number of different fields, but my passion is always working with people with an interest in constitutional and human rights law. Tony, I just, you know, I think it's interesting that you speak about uh, working with people and so on. And uh, if you look at the speech by uh, Herman Mashaba on the hundred days, um, it's it's it. You ask the question: What is the smallest unit of change that Herman Mashaba is going to be focused on? We see him speaking a lot about business, small businesses. You see him speaking a lot about giving houses, but you're not hearing about the type of people that occupy those houses. Um, you speak about what's happening in the inner city and the grime and the crime and so on but one might argue that that is a function of just broken souls that have been destroyed over time for various reasons uh, what is the agenda as far as people are concerned because we can speak about the economy, we can speak about businesses, can speak about houses but people are at the heart of this what is the agenda for, for, for Herman Mashaba in terms of just uh, you know reconstituting the, the souls and the spirits of the people of Joburg 
Yeah. Yeah. No, Rory, that's a very good point. And it's, it's very important to always humanize the problems that are faced as well by these individuals. And because it's vital that we help lift these people up. And they constantly state that in whatever agenda we're facing, whether it's um, the employment, I'll, I'll go into detail with each, but employment, um, providing facilities, providing homes, um, small business and entrepreneur development. This is all for the purpose of helping people up. He wants to give people a hand up, not a hand down. That's the phrase that you always use. Um, and that's, that's what people want. People don't want to be living on social grounds for the rest of their lives. There are so many young people in our country that have no other opportunities. In Britain specifically, 50% of those that are unemployed are young black people. And that's completely <clears throat> unacceptable. The future of our city depends on giving these people opportunities, giving them skills development. So that's what the focus primarily for the mayor is on employment. But what is required for creating job opportunities? We need investment. We need to grow the local economy. And what he sees as the main mechanism for this is small business development. Because small businesses hold the opportunities to expand, to grow, to become employers of our people. Um, and so what we see at the moment, one of the families there, for example, when we came into, um, into office, there were five small, small and medium enterprise hubs across the city. Um, we've already increased up to seven, and the plan is to expand it even further to 12 by the end of this year. Um, that obviously provides a lot of resources and assistance to small businesses, and the focus will specifically be around township areas, and especially those people that come from previously disadvantaged backgrounds. Um, looking at Tafelid, it is frightening to think of how many of the people that have already received Tafelid have been waiting for decades to receive title to their homes. Mm. Now, before anyone tries to say that, no, that this process was already started on the previous administration, it takes three months to register a title deed at the, a title deed at the deeds registry's office. Mm. There is no excuse for someone waiting 20 years to receive that title deed. Why have you taken so long to provide them with that? Um, we've already got 2,000 lined up, and that will be continued to, we want to grow that even further. Because a title deed is more than just having title to a home. It's a means to open opportunity for yourself, um, economic opportunity, to build your own life, to be able to get loans from banks because you have some other stuff on your name. And it also gives you something to be able to hand over to your children yeah. and their children generations to come. Tony, let's address this uh, ridiculous comparison that's been made uh, b- uh, between Donald Trump and Herman Mashaba for a bit. Um, interesting speech, is it? Uh, the, they both seem to start their speeches uh, very similarly. The 100-day speech and Donald Trump's inauguration speech talking about power moving um, from Washington or from council and going into the hands of the people and uh, and I hear you now speaking a lot about uh, the people at the heart of it but there's an interesting thing there because you say one of your priorities is to grow the economy by 5% that is huge that is uh, that is what at, at least 40 billion rand within the next five years yeah I mean, if you look at the, what, what's the GDP of Joburg right now? It's, it's about uh, at least eighty eighty billion dollars or something. Billion dollars or eighty billion dollars. We were we looking at working with around fifty four billion at the moment. Um, that's what we specifically have. But the the, the GDP of Joburg, I think, makes close to twenty percent of the national GDP. So it's enormous. 
So it's enormous, and you guys are going to grow that by five percent in five years. Um, is that realistic, or is that uh, is that uh, you know if we compare it to Trump, uh, Trump making all sorts of claims uh, that aren't actually practical? Yeah. Is that even possible? I mean, where do yeah. you where do you begin as far as creating the productive capacity to just generate an extra, let's say, forty billion rand in five years? Look, we think that there's absolutely no alternative. If we want to live up to the, the promises of the mayor to reduce unemployment drastically, we're looking at a city that has 890,000 unemployed people. That's over 50% of the people in the city are unemployed. If we're prepared to carry on saying our target is 2% economic growth, 2.5% economic growth, we are not going to make any dent in that. And what the mayor says as well is that the stagnation of the economy in Joburg is 40% self-inflicted. When we talk about that, it's the environment that we work in. How do we go about encouraging investment in our city? What do we do to nurture young entrepreneurs? I remember the mayor himself is an entrepreneur who came, who grew up in absolute poverty to build his own um, business empire. Um, we mustn't underestimate those things. So looking specifically at the role of the city, why is this money being removed from the inner city? Why is big business leaving our city? It's a state of crime. People do not feel safe. Joburg itself has the second highest murder rate in the world when you look at cities. That is completely unacceptable. Tony, we keep losing we keep losing you. Tony? We keep losing you. Are you, you are you stationary wherever you are? Yes, I am. I can I, can I can you just imagine you. I can just imagine you in your lawyer mo- in lawyer mode, pacing around, and we keep losing network. <laughs> no, I promise you, I've remained seated in that chair the whole time. <laughs> Look, Tony, the, the interesting thing that you're talking about, you're talking about the issues, right? Which I absolutely agree on. But as you say, you don't have an option. What is a realistic way of getting this done? I mean, it's one thing to stop the corruption, so you stop the leaks. But what are you going to do to build? How are you going to get corporations yeah. to get into the city? I mean, arguably, that's exactly what Parks Tower was doing, right? He spent a lot of his budget on advertising the, you know, a, a world-class African city to uh, the rest of the world so that he could bring investment in. Are you doing anything differently? Of course you are. And firstly, that, that world-class African city was an absolute city, and that's, that's something that the mayor has denounced right from the beginning. How can you... The first thing that's different is that we've been completely honest with the public about the challenges we're facing mm. instead of trying to create this glossy image of a city. Um, we need to deal head-on with those challenges. And so what the mayor, and that, that obviously requires a lot of public-private partnerships. So the mayor's main focus, and I think what his administration will be judged on in five years' time, is how he's managed to turn around the inner city. And there's a lot of effort been going into that. He's had a number of meetings with private investors, with businesses, with developers, with interest in the inner city. One such meeting had close to 100, um, 100 such individuals, which was seen as the largest meeting in recent times. We want to turn the mayor says the inner city into a construction site. We look how many buildings are dilapidated in the inner city, how many buildings have been hijacked in the inner city. If we can get those buildings back, if we can get those developed into low-cost housing for our people, attracting people back into the inner city, having these buildings turn into um, rental spaces for small businesses and entrepreneurs at the lowest possible rental, that is going to have a huge impact on on job opportunities, on growing the economy, and attracting business and investment back into the city. 
the role of government is not to create jobs. The role of government is to create an enabling environment for small businesses to flourish, for investment to come in, and thereby allowing for opportunities for our people to be employed permanently. And that's the mindset that has to change. We cannot be the employers of 890,000 unemployed people in our city. We have to create an environment for small businesses to grow, for investments to come in. So I, I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, Tony, but just a few things quickly. Has Herman Mashaba divested from all his personal interests in business? Yes, 100% correct. That was something that was raised at the beginning. Um, I know News24 had an article just after he came into office talking about 58 companies that he has registered as a director on. But I understand by that he has been registered from all his interests in any company whatsoever. And... Uh Sorry, Rory, you wanted to say something on that? No, no, keep going. I, I just wanted to understand, you know, the, the one of the biggest issues potentially facing the DA-led uh, Johannesburg space, and we're talking Johannesburg specifically, is these coalitions. Um, you know, I think it starts, the 100 days, the honeymoon is now over. It starts to get real as the coalitions start to um, employ yeah. a lot of their muscle. Is it is it then going to become a case of if uh, you know James Self said he's very concerned about the fact that we might have a stalemate in some spaces? Is it then a very easy excuse to say, well, Herman Mashaba did want to do a whole bunch of stuff, but because the EFF blocked it, it therefore became null and void, and it's not their fault? No. Look, um, Rory, on that, I, I don't think that there's going to be that issue in Johannesburg. And we saw the council meeting that was held last week was the best council meeting we've held yet with where we've made the most progress um, in the agenda item. We look at what, and <clears throat> let's not look at the coalition partners, let's rather look at the voting partner with the, the EFF voting for Herman Mashabas to be the mayor of Joburg. That's, that's the one that we really need to we really need to discuss. What does the EFF want at the end of the day at local government? It wants to uplift the lives of the poor people. What does the Herman Mashaba come and promise him? He wants to ensure that there is job creation. He wants to improve service delivery in the city. He wants there to be more houses being built. He wants there to be um, informal settlements being upgraded. If we have an identical idea on improving the lives of our people in our city, then we can't go wrong. But at the end of the day, it's good for this to happen in our city because it, it means that there's a great, there's a larger sense of accountability and that we can't just do whatever we want. We need to ensure that the needs and the wants of our residents are brought in at all times. Surely, Tony, you can see that there's a little bit of a contradiction there because if you build new businesses in the inner city, right, you want to turn, what did you say? You wanted to turn Johannesburg into a construction site. There are hundreds of thousands of people that live in the inner city. Where are they going to go? Surely yeah. then it's going to become a compromise yeah. because you need to build business in the city. You've got great access into the inner city, yeah. the CBD, the old CBD. and But you've got a whole bunch of people who have now taken to living there permanently. And uh, the EFF will be pro-poor. It will be promoting those interests. And you might yeah. uh, be at a bit of a loggerheads there. No, look, we want to improve the lives of the people living in the city. If you walk through the city, if you were to go into one of those hijacked or abandoned buildings, it is absolutely deplorable condition. It does not mean that we have to work on every single building at the same time, but it will be a process of working through the city. Um, we obviously have to work within the legislative framework, respecting the human rights of individuals, and also the PI Act when it comes to removing people um, and making sure that they're housed in five kilometers of their current location. We are, we are cognizant of all of them and that will obviously be brought into account during such a process. Tony, um, 
just going back to this preposterous question, and uh, I, I, I get it, right? Um, apart from being the spokesperson, you, it's your job to, to, to label it as preposterous. I wouldn't go so far as to calling you Spicer, though. Uh, you, 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 you seem much more pleasant. But um, do you think it's unfair for people to look at this and to, and to, to see similarities? As some of our, our listeners have responded to the question and said, absolutely. Um, you've got two businessmen who, who've turned into, who've, who are turned politicians. Um, and, uh, it seems that a big part of their agenda is, is engaging biz, big business. Um, you speak about the largest meeting that's ever yeah. been there with, with the private sector. Um, uh, Trump did the very same thing. Yeah. We know about, uh, the, the tech industry and so on, all of the different meetings that he had. Um, r- regardless of what his intentions were, there was the issue with the foreigners. Uh, Trump, same thing. Uh, is it is it unfair? So so put yourself so put down the robes of being a spokesperson and just look at uh, just uh, yeah. as as a normal person just observing this. Um, is it unfair for for me to look and mm-hmm. say, "Chish, you know what? I'm seeing too many similarities, and a, a, a good number of them are just yeah. worrying." Yeah. So look, we, I think that the, the similarities that are keeping people are seeing to come down to certain specific facts and not the general. I think it's very easy to try and put comments about immigrants together with what Donald Trump has said. It's completely different. What, what the similarities are at the end of the day, what I see, is that you have seen a major shift in, what, in U.S. politics. And there was a major shift in politics in Johannesburg. I think many people had, didn't think that him and Michelle had a chance of becoming mayor of Jordan, and yet Cherry Edenkopf. The similarities as well is that their background in business. But then on a, on a last note, let's be honest, Herman Machado was self-made growing up in poverty, whereas Donald Trump inherited the wealth of his father. And, 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 and hair, hair, seems to be, hair seems to be a big part of both of their, <laughs> of both of their lives, right? <laughs> Sorry, what? Oh, hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> Tony, I, I think so, 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 you know, I think one of the interesting things is, uh, is just being a fly on the wall. Um, in this, in these setups, um, uh, can you take us into the typical day of the executive mayor? Uh, what does Herman Mashaba do on a daily basis? All these plans that he's got there—they're they, all very abstract. What does a normal day in his life look like? Yeah, no, really, I'm, a, I'm a last minute. I left corporate law thinking that I wanted a normal job, and going into this is a completely different kettle of fish. And having been um, in politics, I can I, tell you, I, I can agree. Work. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I have never worked with such a dedicated man. You might say that I'm saying it's because of my position, but that's not the case. I think it's one of the main reasons that I was prepared to jump into this very, very difficult role. Um, this man comes in early in the morning. He's working throughout the day. He's in endless meetings, planning, briefings about about the different projects he wants to do. And when there's something happening on the ground, he always wants to get on the ground. The one difference that I see in him and many other politicians in our country is that the, the passion that the mayor has to be on the ground with residents. You see the life of life of this man. And people always try and think of Herman Mashaba as a successful businessman. We should celebrate he is a successful businessman. He started his business in 1985 in apartheid when the government did everything to try and prevent the black man from succeeding. He's a success story in our country, but at the same time, this is a man that is still incredibly humble, and he has never forgotten the fact that he grew up in utter poverty and understanding the plight of those people and wanting to make a difference in their lives. Um, I have no doubt 
But if he, if we manage to hold this government together for the full five years, he is going to make a huge impact, and Johannesburg will be the same again. Tony, two things: as a guy who is who is close to this guy, to 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 our executive mayor, um, and who can whisper in his ear, I've just got two concerns, and and maybe you can address them quickly. But uh, it's more about you playing your sure. role as his advisor rather than uh, commenting on it. So his speech, you've spoken about this foreign foreign nationals thing and so on, and you've defended it. But in his speech, he raises the the fact that uh, a foreign national was arrested, and he goes so far as to say it was in Tanzanian foreign national. So, again, as a guy who walked in on shaky ground in terms of uh, xenophobic comments, it worries me that he feels the need to go to such extents. Uh, he's making a point about a drug bust, and he feels he needs to specifically point out that it is a Tanzanian man. Um, it, it's not looking too good in that regard. And I think um, that the other thing is 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 which. When he speaks about this professional public service, uh, he seems to speak ab- about yeah. it, um, you know, as as almost like he's herding cows or he's whipping donkeys. Um, and I, I wonder what's this? What's what's the plan around, um, you know, inspiring the, pr- the the public service rather than whipping yeah. it into shape? Um, you know, you have a very important role as as somebody who's got his ear uh, to keep him honest, and uh, he seems and to remind him that it's not a business. Yeah. Um, how will you be making sure? that this man uh, remembers that uh, there are real people, real lives at stake here and and that, and that we deal with these issues because there are issues. We can talk them away and so on but uh, you're not the politician and I know when you go home at the end of the day you, you reflect on it and uh, you still have to live with yourself after that. How are you going to make sure, so never mind Herman Shaba, he's not here and he can't he's not going to, I'm talk, talking to you. How are you going to make sure that you keep this man honest um, and on, on, on the straight and narrow? Well, that's, that's, that's the most interesting thing, and often that's the most difficult thing as well, Rory. And I, and I take your point in your example, um, and, I, and I, I think that is very fair comment. Um, but the one thing about him, Mashab, is that he insists on always being honest. And sometimes being too honest can upset a lot of people. Um, but I'm, I'm specifically in Fatima's role that I'm not allowed to spin anything. I need to give the facts of what's currently going on and paint that picture. So you also, for example, you stating earlier, you're painting this miserable picture of Johannesburg. But it's important after having years of being spoon-fed the story of a world-class African city that everything is hunky-dory, he needs to take the public into his confidence and say what's going on. Um, with regards to, to immigrants, I completely agree with you. We need to be so sensitive, especially given the historic xenophobic violence in our country. You have to be so careful with what you say and how you word that. And there's no need to specifically signify people out like that. And at that point is noted. I, I agree with you. Um, however, at the same time, we cannot try and classify foreigners in the same as a, as a catch-all phrase. The mayor never made reference to foreigners as a whole. That comment was never in his actual speech. That comment came afterwards in the post-press, um, the post-briefing um, post to the media. And Hajjo Omoji specifically asked the mayor, because he was speaking about needing to take back the inner city from criminal elements, which is the reality on the ground. If you go into the inner city, if you go to specific areas, that is the reality you see on the ground. In response to that comment, I mean, the question in response to that comment was, what does this mean for illegal immigrants? The mayor stated, a criminal is a criminal is a criminal. What I understand that what he was trying to say was that it does not matter where you are from or who you are. If you're a criminal, you're a criminal, and that's what we have to address in the inner city. All of this blew up from that comment. The mayor has never gone on an agenda to go after immigrants 
or, or any of that. She has also has, since then had successful meetings with the Minister of Home Affairs, who recognises the challenges we are facing in the inner city and actually wants to work with the city of Johannesburg and Herman Mashaba, almost using it as a pilot project for the rest of the country and how we can deal with these problems in the most humane way possible. Mm. Because when we deal with a topic, we have to reintroduce the rule of law in our society. And like I told you, there are many people that are legitimately fleeing from their country. Many of our neighboring countries, that have dire economic, social, and political conditions. Mm. We need to treat those people with respect. The mayor wants people to come into our city, invest in our city, bring money, work in our city. That's all going to help to grow our economy. This, this country is a country that has got people from all over the world that have made South Africa into what it is. Mm-hmm. We need to accept that and embrace that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we must respect the rule of law, otherwise we will degenerate into a lawless society. Tony, last question. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, we're supposed to have wrapped up with you five minutes ago, but uh, just, just a quick question. The, the, the role of business. Uh, he's, he, apparently, um, from what we hear from the mayor, um, the city is, is, is in credit up to its health, so he it can't get any more money, and you're going to rely on private sector balance sheets uh, to to basically turn the city into a construction zone. Um, how do we deal with the big problem of uh, wealth inequality, though, in the space? And 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 so I get small business and so on, but small business is going to play a very small part of that five percent GDP growth. Yeah. Going to ultimately, it's going to be these big businesses yeah. that come in, build rental accommodation, for example, take the rent out and put it in the hands of the few again. Where in where do we get a, a sense there that we're going to see um, the, the, the wealth and the wealth of the city that comes, that is generated through all of these efforts being shared uh, allowing for us to also deal with most, probably the biggest risk in our country, which is wealth wealth inequality. What's the plan? Because from where I'm sitting pri- private sector comes in, invests um, and then they extract um, and they extract and, and you, you continue the cycle, right? So the the poor will remain poor and the rich will remain mm. rich. How are we going mm. to make sure that the benefits are spread out a bit more? Yeah. No, I tell you, I think that becomes more of a political philosophical conversation when you're looking at liberal, the liberal approach, the communist approach, the socialist approach. Um, what, what is happening with it? And when you say, how are they going to do this, especially looking at the deficit? I told you about those meetings he's already had with the private sector. He, from those meetings, he sees that the politics is ready to invest 20 billion rand into the city. As soon as there are certain adjustments in the way that the government approaches things, they are there. However, the mayor has made it very clear that that has to benefit our poor residents. We have to attract those people into our city. So the focus has to be on low-cost RDP housing. The free accommodation can obviously come from city-owned buildings. There's a lot of city-owned buildings and land all across the city that nothing is being done with. That's the focus there. But at the same time, if you turn it into construction stuff, you're giving people skills experience, skills development, and that will be the focus around it as well. We would need plumbers. We would need electricians. We would need carpenters. All of those opportunities. We need to, and it goes back to what I said originally at the beginning of the interview, a hand up, not a hand out. We want to empower people to help themselves and give them the opportunities to do the best that they possibly can be. And obviously at the same time, the private sector is always going to be making profits and making interest. But you're empowering people who may have lived in a shack in Alexandra or some one of the other towns from a city to now have the opportunity of a home in the inner city in a safe environment where there are work opportunities, where there are schools for their children. He wants to make the city a place that's safe to live, work and play. You build people with the opportunity to then become independent and free themselves. 
All right, Tony, thank you very much. Good luck to your socialistic uh, uh, opportunities there. I don't think that the capitalists of Santon are going to enjoy that, and I don't think they're going to invest. But let's see. Let's give uh, Herman Mashaba a good chance, and uh, I, I wish you all the best. We've been speaking to Tony Taverna Tourism. He's the Director of Communications at the Office of the Executive Mayor, City of Johannesburg. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you very much. Rory. Yes. <laughs> okay, you're holding back there. What do you think of this guy? No, look, uh, I, he was towing I, the I line like, very nicely. But I, I like, I, I like. So, if there's one thing that the DA seems to do well is uh, is is giving young people a chance. You uh-huh. know, they we, we and we've had a lot of their young young DA people coming into coming into studio. We had, Gana, we had we had We have Pumzile. We had uh, we had um, Balintuli, uh, Tony. We have uh, Bongani Baloyi. We Ma- had Mabine. Mabine. So so look. We've got real case studies of young people being given a chance, and I think they need to be, to be, um, they need to be applauded for that. Um, as far as their plans and so on, we didn't really have a lot of time, but it does look a lot like Trump from where mm-hmm. I'm sitting, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and I think if they if they if they're going to do anything, and it sounds like they're both as stubborn as each other too, yeah. right? Um, so so from where I'm sitting, the the, the the similarities there are similarities are there. He makes a point. That we shouldn't make general, uh, you know, and and then force this the mm. comparison, right? Sure. So, and I think that's a fair comment. Um, but I think there's also something to be said about um, how they've been engaging about foreigners and so on, and this very business focus. So I get it, right? Businesses are going to come in, they're going to create jobs. He didn't really answer our question on wealth inequality, for example, mm-hmm. right? Uh, he said, no, people are going to have jobs. They're going to have jobs for as long as you're building, and then we stop building. And then, and then what? what? Exactly. Right? So so I think there's still a lot that needs to be interrogated about this. Uh, mm-hmm. But look, let's give them a chance. A hundred days, not much to be done. We haven't seen any executive orders barring anyone, so maybe that says <laughs> well, the, is not quite a Trump. But, just to um, give you an example, during 2010 World Cup, the average um, job that was created through construction – through government was 42 days. Wow. And then after that 42 days, what happens? You're done. Do you yeah, see? Yeah. And so that's not and sustainable you've at given, all. And now you've given that guy a house in the inner city that's owned by the private sector that wants rent. Of course. And now he don't have a job. So then what happens? And you know the other frustrating thing for me? Did you hear Tony's language in the way that he was speaking about parks? I've got a soft spot for parks generally, but regardless <laughs> of that, the, the, the ANC. Me too. I like run, running there and um, exactly. Yeah, I, love that. I play. I play. Yeah, <laughs> But the the government itself, like they they just absolutely deny anything that might have been worthwhile. So they basically want to burn it to the ground and start again. And I'm saying, yes, there's corruption. It's clear. This report showcases that. We don't want to deny that. It's good that they did that report, right? Mm. But surely there must have been good things that the city did. That then they can build on rather than being like, well, it was absolute rubbish, blah, 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 you know, and, and that's the end of it. And that's we exactly do, what Trump did. We right? do live in an era of the disputed truth, my friend. Yeah. Uh, many different versions of truth. Um, and yeah, we can only, we can only watch and see what happens moving forward. Now, someone who's been in disputed truth on Twitter with uh, Jimmy Manu is our brilliant friend, uh, Mr. Malala. Mr. Malala. Hey, how are you guys? Jimmy I wake up. Zuhang, Zuhang, you want us to go back to the old SABC <laughs> radio I'm station. I want to be a bit more polite. Robert Simonat. 
I slept very well and I got up at 10 to 6 this morning. So I don't know what you guys are on about. Have you been waiting for us ever since? (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Malala, we've just. We've just. Sharpening my brain, knowing I'm going to be with you two, you know, just reading up. Oh, please. Oh, please. So, so you, a stooge of the white monopoly capital, uh, the capitalists have taken over Johannesburg. A uh, good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> um, I, I wasn't listening into your your interview earlier, mm. but um, um, have uh, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I really, you know, I think what's disputed is no longer what's left or right, whether capitalist or socialist or communist. It's really whether people get the services that they need, that they deserve, that there's running water, that you can play in the park uh, in a safe environment. Um, the ANC has had a chance to do something about that for more than two decades. Um, a bunch of new guys are in, and um, and uh, 100 days or more, uh, let's see what they can deliver. If not, the beauty of it is that we know now, those of us who didn't know, that we can walk across and vote for someone else if they haven't delivered. And mm-hmm. for me, this is the beautiful thing. The ANC might be back in power in five years, mm-hmm. and fantastic, good luck to the ANC. Mm-hmm. Or the EFS might be in power, and Fletchibambu or whoever else might be the mayor of Johannesburg, and you know what? Good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll get a chance if they don't deliver, they won't deliver. Justice, uh, you've been reading the tea leaves uh, in South Africa's politics for a very long time. So it doesn't take you more than 100 days to get a sense of whether uh, we are facing a crisis or whether uh, there, there are some promising elements. What, what would be your, your view around uh, Herman Mashaba's tenure so far? Are you seeing any signs of either trouble or, or of hope uh, in, in the way that he's doing things versus uh, po- uh, the very popular Park Stau who was who came before, but who seems, uh, at least Herman has gone on to, to speak, to, say, to state a very different story about his legacy? Look, um, like you guys, I think Park Stau was actually a very... Good mayor of Johannesburg um, wasn't as exceptionally brilliant, but I think he did a very good job. I think he had a clear idea of where he wanted to take the city, mm. and I think that he was getting there slowly, perhaps a little bit slower than many of us would have liked. Um, I think he sort of woke up to uh, communicating with the populace halfway through this past tenure. Um, but I, I I didn't think he was a man who was doing uh, a bad job. Um, Herman Mashaba has got a very different view, very different vision. Uh, like you, I'm worried about this obsession with showing up uh, those who came before you, showing them up that they were corrupt, that they were this or that. Sure, if people were stealing, if people were... Uh, doing things for their friends and families and so forth, by all means, go for them. But it would be great to actually get an idea of what 
Herman Mashaba and his administration are doing and what they will be doing in two years if they are still in power and in four years and what they will have achieved in five years. Mm. Um, Coming in and saying, yeah, these guys stole a billion or five uh, in this and so forth. You know, it's worthwhile, but people don't vote for you because you uh, ran down the legacy of uh, those who came before you. They will vote for you again if they see that this guy is doing something that is actually changing the lives of ordinary people. So, um, Herman Mashaba's uh, first uh, 100 days, Herman Mashaba's uh, record in office, I think it's still... It's still talk. I think there is a lot of talk about we will, um, this is who's responsible, this is who brought the city to its knees, if it is on its knees. Mm. Um, Not enough of this is what we're doing. You know, whatever we might say now about Donald Trump, in just a week and a half, We've seen a guy do something. It's all wrong. Everything is done is wrong. <laughs> but he's actually like acting. Something, so yeah. it's something. So this this thing in our politics where people say, "Oh, give us a chance. Give us time. Uh, you can't change things in a week or a day." That guy in ten days has upended global uh, uh, economics, mm-hmm. politics, mm-hmm. all sorts of things. Um, I'm not saying we should all go and upset the apple cart like that. Mm. But I have to say, um, 100 days is enough for you to show what you are about, not what the other guy was about, the Mm. guy you've replaced, Mm. to show what you are about. And I I, I feel our politicians need to get out of it. Let me give you an example. At national level, the ANC goes into its Lakota and it says, we need to see radical economic transformation. Guy, you've been in power for 23 years. <laughs> so, Herman Mashaba, you've been in power for 100 years. For Don't sake, give me days. the same old, same old. Yes. On, on, on that note, because I know you, you love... Uh you know, analyzing the the ANC, how have they done as an opposition in Johannesburg? I mean, have this there's been it's been very quiet on that on that front. Uh, I, I don't know if you've got an inside track into that. I'm sorry, and even to expand it across Swane, across yeah, all of Nelson them, it, just, Bay, yeah, yeah. It, it almost feels like it's the same thing all over. Um, you know, the ANC was at its best as an opposition when it had not tasted power. So. It was a brilliant opposition in KwaZulu-Natal in the 1990s and early 2000s when the IFP won the province and many of the municipalities. Mm. And uh, Jacob Zuma, who was the uh, ANC leader in KZN then, um, led the ANC in a way that took out the IFP and, and became the majority, the dominant power in KwaZulu-Natal. And that was because there was no sense of entitlement Mm. by the ANC in KwaZulu-Natal. It knew it had to convince people that this is what we are about, this is our vision, this is what we'll do for you. And they did it brilliantly. And that is why the ANC is in power in KwaZulu-Natal. Look at the ANC in Nelson Mandela Bay, for example, which feels entitled that no, they have taken yeah, yeah. my mm, um, mm. 
municipality, my mayoralty, and so forth. And that is why you saw the violence, where all the ANC can do in Nelson Mandela Bay is say, yeah, these racists, Mm. um, the National Party is back in power, Mm. instead of saying, what have these people in Nelson Mandela Bay been telling me Mm, that I haven't been listening to. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think, I think in the city of Joburg, uh, city of Tuani, same kind of thing. We had some violence right at the beginning, some disruptions of uh, Solim Simanga in Tuani. Uh, here in the city of Joburg, uh, Nelson Mandela Bay, and I think that is that that sense that no, that they don't, they don't deserve to have this. Instead of saying you know what, I'm coming back at you, I'm going to show you up as the opposition, and I'm going to show that actually what we did, our policies were superior to yours. So I don't think the ANC is comfortable as an opposition in places where it has been in power. And you can see it, they've been very poor as an opposition. If you look at the ANC in, in the Western Cape, the ANC in the Western Cape has been obliterated. Yeah. Um, and that's because that it felt like these people stole my power. Well, it's not your power if you don't have the numbers. You don't have it, exactly. And, um, and that is why the DA got 66% of the, of the seats on the vote in, in the Western Cape. Yeah. Um, it's because the ANC couldn't play a proper opposition role. And I suspect the ANC is going through the same pains in, in these three major uh, metros. Justice, if we look, at, the DA has made uh, has made it quite clear that they're making a beeline for power in Gauteng, the province now, in 2019. Um, we, 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 saw, we saw a similar model being used in the Western Cape, where they went for the city, and when they had secured the city, they then went for the province. Uh, uh, what do you think are their prospects um, in, the, in, in 2019? Do you think that strategy can work again um, especially with uh, with an ANC that just seems to be, first of all, there's internal strife, but also just within the city and the strategy, they seem to be all over the place. Yeah, I mean the first thing about Joburg and uh, and uh, the ANC and, uh, and the DA, um, I'm surprised that the ANC has kept Pakistan, um in the city of Joburg. To be honest with you, I think. I think Pakistan should have graduated to a position in the national. province mm. um, or national. He should have been given uh, the MEC ship of whatever uh, finance or, or, or economic development um, in the province. Um, he is quality. He's a quality guy and a quality leader who can do that job uh, fantastically well. Yeah. What that means is that you have the ANC as an opposition in the city of Joburg feeling that, oh, look, he's changing what I changed. And so the debate is not growing, the ANC is not growing, and the DA is walking all over, pointing at him, sitting in the chamber, saying, oh, you failed, now it's sour grapes, why are you saying what you're saying? Mm. So I think the ANC should have moved all the guys that, that were in power and move them on elsewhere, um, and brought in new blood, uh, bring in Levahang uh, Maile or whoever, and say, these are the guys, when Hemen Mashaba fails, our new guy will be so-and-so, he's going to bring in fresh thinking, fresh initiatives, and so forth and so forth. So, so I think it's a big, big mistake to expect a former mayor 
to be criticizing the current mayor. He should have moved on. Um, I think I think it's possible that the. I, in fact, I want to take it back with you guys. Call me in five years. The ANC on being power in the Gauteng. What are you simply betting? because? What are you betting? Um, Before you know, people who like I'm, to bet. I'm in the putting air. down. 100 bucks. You know that's going to be worth nothing. Good. You know that's going to be worth nothing. 100 bucks. <laughs> you want 100 okay. bucks? That 200. 200 bucks. Okay, 200. Now we're at 200. We've got 200 in the floor. No. So, so you say 200 bucks says uh, they won't be in power in 2019? The NC won't be in power in Gauteng. Gauteng Not yeah. nationally, in Gauteng. Um, because the ANC went from 64 to, I think, 54%. Uh, in 2009 uh, to 2014. And um, and quite frankly, I think a combination of the long shadow of Jacob Zuma, uh, the efficiency that you will see in the city of Tswane in particular, where I think Solim Simanga is really uh, of the DA mayors who come through now, um, He's the one who shows the real chance and possibility and of being a success that the DA can hold up. That's our home city, Justice. Uh, uh, it, it, it seems like very interesting things are happening there. He just hired my former my former colleague at Ahang as the city as a uh, what is it city manager there. The, the city manager. Yeah. yeah. So so, yeah. so it is quite. Do you think that DA has a has a broad based uh, municipal platform that they all draw on? Are we going to see this? Are we going to see Cape Town uh, replicated uh, in 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 a number of ways? I, I think I think Cape Town will be replicated. You know, I'm not I'm not convinced by the Mashaba administration. I have to say, it still has to show me that it's got a vision, and it knows how to implement. You know, the whole story all along was that Herman Mashaba is a businessman; he can do stuff. But I haven't seen that. Whereas in the city of Tuane, and uh, you know, you're you, you're from Pretoria, you'd know this. Uh, things are happening. Things have changed and things have changed in the past four months mm. um have changed substantially and i think i think that is where you'll see that template being used, the, the cape town template if you were being used most effectively um nelson mandela bay and and city of joe the jury is still out for me so so i think Tony certainly will be will be a template will be used Will, will draw on Cape Town uh, as a template, and I think, I think if that success is significant enough, is shouted about enough by the DA, um, a combination of other factors, largely the weakness of the ANC, um, I think you'll see what you saw in Nelson Mandela Bay, and I think the ANC will be out of power provincially Justice. in 2019. The ANC is going to have to work hard to change things. Lastly, so. before before we leave you and before we have to get out of here, just very quickly, 30 seconds, what is the media missing? Because we saw that in, in the States with this whole election that the media got it wrong because they weren't on the ground, they weren't speaking to the right people. In Johannesburg, in South Africa, what are the media missing? Because there's a narrative about the DA, there's a narrative about the ANC. Are we missing anything? Is there something in between the lines? Um, I don't think we've been as bad as uh, counterparts across the globe. Um, many of us called the election uh, on, in, on August 3 last year. We called it right. Uh, many people said... 
for example, I was involved with the um, uh, poll. Um People said you're going to be so wrong, but but Swan came in, Joba came in, pretty much on the number. Mm-hmm. Nelson Mandela Bay as well. So I I think yes, we are missing. Some elements. I mean, you guys spoke about, uh, and I think one of the questions you asked earlier on was about inequality. I think we're missing the inequality debate, uh, but the, the substantive policy issues. I don't think we do enough analysis of DA policy, uh, ANC policy, EFF policy. I think we've moved to the optics, to the sounding theory of politics, and not enough policy interrogation. Um, you know, the ANC went to its Lakota last weekend. We we haven't really interrogated what new policies they're putting up. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where we're missing. The substantive issues are not being talked about enough. All right, Justice Malala, thank you as always for joining us. You hear that, Rory, eh? You got it perfectly right for all the municipal elections. And now you put 200 rand against this guy. I'm this, worried this about man, your 200 rand. This man's rand. a legend. If I, if I have I'm to lose 200 rand, rand, I will lose it to this man. He's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us and yes, thank you for waking up. We appreciate it, Justice. <laughs> well, you guys, anything. Cheers. Um, Justice Malala, thank you so much for listening. If you missed any of it, cliffcentral.com forward slash frankly speaking. We'll see you again next week. Hey, Tada. Hey, Shorari. we back. Cliffcentral.com.